Okay, okay. Folks, guess what? It's time for us to do our jobs. What? I should have been recording all of that dog murder stuff. <laughs> Casey would have loved you that. You can't keep using our good art for your own personal profit. <laughs> this that's, is for us. Liz, that's literally the agreement that's that we have. <laughs> that's it's all right to murder this, dogs. Yes. So we're going to jump right in, and we are going to jump right in with Traveler Quan. Allie, your character has been in the city of Bujanith for, I'm going to say, like two days now. Uh, yes, I have. There is some kind of... <laughs> Allie's so on top of it. <laughs> Allie's way ahead of me. Already agreeing yes, way more would, than yes. any of us. <laughs> Let's talk about what we don't know. <laughs> Okay, so it's almost like JPC didn't leave at all. <laughs> and we still sort of have that energy here. Um, so you've been in Bujanith for, for around two days now, uh, really the same time as the crew of the Uhuru. I'll let the people in the comments correct me on how long they've been here. Um, there's some kind of festival going on. It's really secondary to what you're here for. And that's, you're here to have a negotiation. It's something that you've been dispatched to do because that is your place within uh, your order for the Liquid Swords Monastery. You are currently outside the office of the Keeper of the Trader's Skull. Everything in this city, like all of the architecture, all of the decoration, is a little bit extra and dramatic and almost uh, nowhere more than the office of the Keeper of the Trader's Skull. There is a massive skull-shaped door. There is kind of a gothic chain aesthetic here and you're sitting in a chair like basically in a waiting area outside this office uh please describe for us what you feel a uh, traveler kwan looks like traveler kwan has a purple robe with a black hood and then uh some silver scarves that hang on the front and those are sort of like when someone gets their phd and they have like those big long scarves yeah. and then at the bottom uh, they have a symbol of uh different disciplines that they've been trained in very very cool I think, uh, what, 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 like, emotionally, about to head into kind of an important meeting, what uh, is your emotional state for Traveler Quan? I think at this moment, I know I'm heading into something that's about to be some bullshit. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I think that I'm preparing myself for someone to try and rip me off. But I am very determined not to let anyone rip me or the monastery off. As you are going in, uh, as you are like, it's about time for you to be welcomed into the meeting room, two liquid swords priests enter the 
waiting area with you. Uh, they are wearing the traditional blue and white robes of uh, Liquid Swords sorcerers. They're two men of Asian and West African in our world descent. They have like very fine regalia on. Uh, can I get you to make a perception check? Ooh, it's dice rolling dice. Dice time oh, so early. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, some of these dice don't have numbers. So yeah, none of them do. Uh, so Allie, unlike other games, uh, this game's difficulty system is controlled by the kind of dice that you're rolling. Uh, so on your character sheet, you'll have a perception stat. That will have little symbols next to it. Yep, I have uh, yellow and two greens. All right, and you're also going to be rolling that two purple because okay. this is a average difficulty check. Okay, Roll here we go. Up. I don't okay. know what this means. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of nonsense. Well, these cancel out. So you have a success and an advantage. Um, so that means you succeed and you succeed with a little style and grace. So you're looking these two over and immediately you see things that you would never see in the mon monastery. They are wearing gold rings uh, with uh, jewels in them. Also, although the robes are the traditional colors of the monastery they're using a different fabric than the monastery would use this looks like a, a bit finer silk uh, mm. than you might see in the monastery silk robes would be something that only really a master would wear and these men are definitely not masters still they enter the room and they give you a respectful bow this does not reflect your rank but instead it reflects the authority that you've been given as the voice of the monastery in this matter. Great, love that. <laughs> good to see you in good health, Traveler Quan. Sirs? I trust that your journey went smoothly. It was fine. I mean, how smooth can one journey possibly be when the destination is going to be a bummer? <laughs> uh, they, they both... <laughs> Uh, they both actually, I think they look like they're taken off guard a little bit and then they snicker and they go, I trust that with the mouth of the monastery here, we will arrive at a fair and just ruling. And as they do that, one of them goes to shake your hand and you notice in their palm a weighty bag uh, that clinks with a metallic sound in it. What do you do? I extend the other hand to shake so not the one that would shake that hand with the bag in it i hold up my other hand your left hand my left hand. <laughs> yeah 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 this, this dude thinks he's slick and then like gets the yep. wrong hand and like doesn't have time to switch hands with the bag like the other one definitely notices um but Perhaps, uh, actually, I'll leave that up to you. Would they notice that you're totally stunting on this dude, or do they think this is like an accident? I think they would know that I'm trying to like get around them. Yeah, so they look confused just as this skull-shaped door opens. Come in. There is a man who's got, I think, like dark tan skin, a long like salt and pepper beard. He has clapped around his neck an iron collar with a chain on it that connects to a skull that he holds in his hand. It's really hot. 
Oh, really hot. Really hot. <laughs> sounds hot. Yeah, sounds sounds kind of hot, I guess. Uh, like like you know, mid forties hot, mid forties Hollywood hot. I'm imagining like those the sexy Santa, like that that sexy hipster Santa. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. excellent, very good. You'll forgive me. With uh, he gestures to chairs in front of his desk uh, and like authoritatively places the skull down on the table. You'll forgive me if I skip pleasantries with uh, the festival in town. We only have so much time to work things over. The monastery is charging too much. As I have told these gentlemen here, as I will tell you, you are the ears of the monastery, as I've been led to believe. And and the mouth of the monastery. I'm most of the head of the monster. <laughs> <laughs> he he nods. Uh, obviously, t- like uh, there there appears to be like a lot of stress and irritation in the way that he's talking to you, but you can sense like a hint of relief. You cannot double your rate. You cannot double your rate right before we renew contract. Nothing has changed about what you offer, and the deal has been standing for decades, adjusted for inflation. I. I can't pay this rate. I'm sympathetic to your plight, believe me, and I and I understand that times are are difficult for all of us, but wouldn't you say in these turbulent times the value of knowledge has itself doubled? Absolutely not. They do the same ceremonies. They do the same ceremonies every time to purify the sea. That is all we ask of them. We give them room and board, and we provide plenty of supplies for the monastery to live very comfortably. Has traffic on your seas increased? It has not. There's no traffic on the seas. And I thank you for that. He he, he nods, trying to be respectful. Allie, I want you to... Mm, I think you I think I want to roll a negotiation here. Okay. Okay, let me look. That is just one advantage uh with a wash. So right now I think this situation is confusing to you. Um mm-hmm. because you were sent from the monastery with the understanding that you were negotiating to renew the existing contract as always. It is brand new information to you mm-hmm. that you are charging twice as much. And I, th- I think with your advantage, you've handled that very well. I don't think anyone in the room feels that anything is amiss. Okay. Um, especially when you, when you jumped in talking about the value of your labor, like the sorcerers, I think you noticed uh, visibly relaxed. What do you do? I think I would want to appeal to the skull guy's sense of his own worth and sort of make what we offer going to benefit him in increasing our our rates. Okay. So what what do you what do you say to couple that? Are you just flattering him? Yeah. Sir, your day, I can tell, has already been off to a ridiculous start. There are people in the streets. There's music and noise. I'm straining even to hear myself in this office. And so I appreciate that someone as important as you should be given the peace of mind to be able to conduct your business uh, in peace. And, and I hope that this negotiation can go smoothly. And 
whether we increase our rates or our rates stay the same or we offer some benefit to you, I only hope that our continued relationship would make your life easier. He sighs. I will not pretend that we do not depend on the monastery and its services. But I urge you to consider thousands of lives hang in the balance. Should we miss even one ceremony, the mariner and his forces would sweep through this land, which is now almost completely undefended. We have soldiers on the walls, but but they are mere ornamental. They have posed for more portraits than they have fought battles in, in the past decade. There is a fairground where we used to keep a harbor full of warships. Without your services, the people that live in this city will die. Bujanith understands the worth of those lives. I understand the worth of those lives. If this is the rate, we can budget for it, but we can't do this now. Taxes need to be collected. People have already spent their money for the year. If I were to go shake things down uh, at different stalls, I would be stealing the food from people's mouths. I cannot pay this increase now. And this has come from nowhere. These two gentlemen in this room with me came into my office with a new rate and announced it as coolly and casually as though we have that gold sitting in our stores. We do not. Can I do some sort of check to intuit if the two guys are on the level? Oh yeah. What do I what do I this, do? <laughs> uh this is an easy check. Uh so that is going to be mm, I, I think this is also a negotiation roll. Okay, um, I'm gonna roll. Oh yeah. Two successes. That's three successes and two advantages. So did we already give them oh good. Three successes. Yeah. <laughs> Three successes. Seeing their bones. Yeah. <laughs> Did we already give them voices? Did you, you gave them one? one I gave of them one voice. of them a voice. But yep. yeah, okay, you want to jump in as the yeah, other? I'll do the other guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, you 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 look them over, and yeah, they are dressed in finer robes than you know you've ever seen anyone in the monastery dressed in. They're wearing jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, something is not right here. Also, I think you probably have like on uh, parchment or something like a copy of the deal that like the monastery uh, historically keeps and you look at the copy of the deal that the keeper of the trader skull has sitting on his desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that already what they believe the deal is, is quite a bit higher than what the monastery has on record. Got it. Which, and since you know what the monastery got, someone has been skimming from the top. Ah, okay, great. <clears throat> Sir, I believe that, any fees paid to the monastery should should go to the services provided. And t- if you are trying to insinuate maybe that we are not being conscientious with what we ask, I would implore you to just look into my eyes and know the honesty of the monastery. I And my two fellow monks could speak for themselves to tell us exactly how they spend the money that is given in every in every year 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the money that we spend every every year is um, it's a. Uh, is allocated to uh, to uh, you know uh, cover costs of uh, of uh, you, you know you know uh, just like uh, the day to day. What he the, is saying is that there are fees. There's fees. There's fees. Uh, um, t- considerations. T- 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 considerations. Taxes, of course. When you say considerations, sir, I, I do not have an accounting on, on, my, on my records for considerations. I'd love for you to explain to this man why your considerations are his concern. Well, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know it, as, as we're here every day. We're here day to day. <laughs> day to day, the hour to hour, the minute to minute, the second to second. We know what's best. And sometimes the unexpected costs, they, they, they stack up. They stack up. They stack up a big, big. It's like a big old Jenga set, and 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 and, and um, and so we make the executive choice, uh, because we. Well, we... if I might, sir, <laughs> suggest that in this Jenga game of budgetary concerns, that we pull bricks not from the bottom but from the top. <laughs> I <laughs> not a, I'm but then but then you you you, you, you just going to have the blocks floating up, up in the and you need to pull from the bottom <laughs> We play Jenga a lot, all right? And, and and no one no one no one knows Jenga better than better And listen, than, I do not want to insinuate that you are not a scholar of the ancient art of Jenga and that <laughs> this man here to to hear our deal should be privy to our academic mm. and theoretical discussions of Jenga, but mm. I believe that we could make his life easier if we committed to pulling from the top and not the bottom. What are you insinuating, traveler? What would you have us do? The work we do here, as the traitor skull keeper has... Uh, pointed out is very, very important. Thousands of lives depend on us. They, they need us, all right? Without us, you know... Uh... The water is foul. It it would wash upon the walls of this city and drown it in a matter of days. It's, it's muck, you know, all right? You ever try to drink muck? All right, it ain't going... It's not Our heads it's must be clear, traveler. Uh, an emotional grounding needs to take place in order for us to perform our purification ceremonies. We are merely spending the funds necessary in order to accomplish the goals of the monastery to uphold our end of the deal. You wouldn't have my companion and I uh, perform a ceremony and uh, end up cursing the water instead of purifying it. <laughs> you, you want more muck? You want more muck? That's what you're going to get. I am a little alarmed that you would be so reckless and careless with the Skull Keeper's money and the lives of his citizens. And if you cannot be trusted to perform these ceremonies because of just maybe a whim or a Jenga block out of place, then maybe you are not the ones that should be here consulting on the amount that is required. Skull Wee. Keeper, Skull Keeper, please. I am here to make your life easier. I am here to make the lives of the monastery easier. And and all that I would want to do is make sure the funds that you give us are put in the right hands. And 
my hands are the hands that will give it to the other correct hand. So put this <laughs> negotiation in my hands and allow my clean hands to be the hands that transport to other hands. The the keeper is like <laughs> counting oh, the hands. Oh, my guy is also counting hands. <laughs> if I am to understand, you wish to continue negotiations alone without the presence of these two sorcerers. But we we we've been on the negotiations for for Bujanith for, for for at least seven years. We I mean, this is this is our livelihood. Established relationship. Nobody knows Bujanith better than uh, Zolan and and Nolan. <laughs> Zolan and Nolan. Well, Zolan and Nolan, you understand the day to day concerns of Bujanith, but I feel that I can take a grander understanding of the big picture of what should happen between the monastery and and Bujanith. And I have been appointed as the mouth of the monastery, have I not? You have. Y- yes. Uh, uh, Zolan is visibly, like, like gritting his teeth. Uh, he is, like, he's realizing that there's not much that he can do, but he's just like, uh Brother, I suggest that we allow these two the privacy that they have have requested but brother we have been the negotiation team on for Bujanith for so long i right? am aware but things change Bujanith is also a dangerous city if people aren't careful they can get hurt we should go home before the sun falls yeah things change when the sun goes down they it get- also gets dark in the nighttime <laughs> Again, yeah. it's one of those things. Yeah. These two are re- having real trouble. Like, are, are they stunting on me? Or is this just not good. Uh, I think they stand up uh, and exit the room like very haughtily uh, and close the door. Thank you. I I understand that we do still represent opposite ends of this negotiation table but i feel that for the last few months i have not been negotiating in good faith say what i feel that i don't understand why the monastery has always been fair in the past and we understand that officials sent to us whether they are monastery officials or not bribes are customary and i do not mind paying them i simply could not double the payment and i don't expect you to and i and i think we sh- can continue to do what is fair and i am sympathetic to the needs of my fellows in in study and i and i hope that there can be a middle ground that we can reach between us and and understand that the money you pay now goes to those performing the duties not those making the schedule and lining their pockets the keeper stands up and goes i have other meetings to attend to but i appreciate what you say uh traveler is it traveler kwan yes have you dreamed of a rank higher than Traveler? I dream about a lot of things, and I 
I believe that my time is best spent in the pursuit of knowledge and, and the pursuit of truth. And if there are higher ranks above Traveler that will allow me greater access to that, then surely I will have them. Well, how about this? Uh, I have been looking at our budgets, and I do believe a 10% increase above the existing deal is within the city's capabilities. Uh, when you leave this city, we will make sure that you leave this city with a better deal than your monastery was expecting. I Hope that that allows someone like you to rise in rank and be in control of more people that perhaps we might be negotiating with in the future. Thank you. That is very generous and very reasoned and fair. So I thank you on behalf of all in the monastery. With that, he offers a hand to shake. And if you take it, I think that is the scene. I will take his hand. Strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky. To the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky Hey heroes, welcome to the mid-roll. It's James, your game master. We're going to start things off this week with a radvertisement. This comes to us from Sebastian Went and Travelers on a Red Road. Travelers on a Red Road is a flintlocks and sorcery role-playing game with a setting inspired by Siberian and North American cultures. Set among ancient clans and radical philosophers, nature spirits and technological innovations, shape-changer cults, and brewing revolutions, you play as one of the dangerous, desperate people roaming this world, seeking to forge a future amongst these collisions between past and present. You can buy Travelers on a Red Road today, available from Lulu.com. You can also find out more information about the game and its world at TravelersOnARedRoad.com. And if you're anything like me, the idea of flintlocks and sorcery was a pretty appealing pitch. A big thanks to Sebastian and Travelers on a Red Road for supporting this week's episode. And while we're thanking people, I want to give a big thanks to James Mendez Hodes. You might recognize Mendez from our Hearts of Wulun episodes, or his own role-playing game, Thousand Arrows. But as I pointed out in a previous episode, Mendez has also done some development writing for Skyjacks, and created the Liquid Swords Monastery, which is starting to peek its head into the plot in this episode. Mendez did a lot of cool development writing for the monastery, and I'm so excited to see their ideas incorporated into the game. And I also have to give a huge thanks to our guest this week, Allie Barthwell. You've already heard Allie's voice as she's portrayed Traveler Quan in past episodes, and hopefully you've heard her many appearances on One Shot. I'm super excited that Allie was able to join us for this arc. You can find Allie on Twitter at WTFlankSteak and Mendez on Twitter at LulaVampiro. Be sure to send them some love and let them know how much you enjoy their work. We're going to be launching a new item in the OneShot shop next week. And if you want a sneak preview of what that is, be sure that you're signed up for the Skyjacks mailing list by Thursday. We're going to be sending out an email with a sneak preview. The mailing list is the best way to get all sorts of information about Skyjacks. 
including upcoming products, live shows, and any setting tidbits you might be interested in. All you need to do to sign up is head to bit.ly slash skyjackscrew. Before we get back to the episode, I want to take a moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. These backers are not from a new list. However, they're folks that we either missed or have new names. And the first up is Ava Goulet. Ava, thank you so much for your support. And next is Susie Spooner. Susie, thank you so much for supporting us. If you've backed us before February of this year and you haven't heard your name yet, be sure to send us a message over on Patreon and I'll get you into the next episode I can. Also, if you've gone through a life change that's given you a new name, be sure to send that over to us too. We would be happy to read your name again. And while you're looking at signing up for the OneShot Patreon, consider our $15 a month level, where right now we're giving away PDFs for Numenera, Discovery, and Destiny, the two core books that make up Numenera, with hundreds of pages of gaming content for free. Both of those books coming in at $20, the $15 a month level, you are getting a discount on them and all of the other cool backer benefits, like hearing your name on air and getting access to our secret archive. If you're interested, go to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast. And remember, we're going to be generating a new list of backer thank yous very soon. So if you want to hear your name on air sooner rather than later, you should back as soon as possible. With all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. We'll cut to outside the office of the Keeper of the Trader's Skull. The streets are loud and lively with music and excitement. People are getting ready for this afternoon what is sure to be a fun outing, and that is the Bird Show, where the griffins of Iropiora, of exotic breeds that have been well-kept, will be shown off and weighed against each other in a Byzantine collection of attributes that actually make up a good bird. Um, so, <laughs> what is what, is, what are the qualities of good bird? Well, even the rule book might be a little bit hazy on that. Uh, but uh, you you can see that that people are still excited because they are about to see uh, the rare and exotic breeds, and the atmosphere here is is kind of like electric and a little bit uh, contagious. Like you you can feel uh, the excitement around you. Uh, you also feel the weight of a raven uh, land on your shoulder. Oh, no. Me? Yes, you. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that feels symbolic. Uh, the raven stands there, and you notice that there is a piece of parchment tied to its leg. Okay, great. I uh, take the little piece of parchment, and then I shuffle the bird to go land on a tree or something. Uh, Tyler, what does this note say? Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Okay, so I feel like, yeah, when, when John had sent this request out, he was probably trying to be, because this was also before shit went It was like a went day down. ago, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, a day ago for everybody is like a million years. So much happened. So he was probably trying to like put on the air of being like official and not like a scared child who thinks he's being followed. Um, so then, so it probably just says, um, 
Do we have a um, team name for our squad in IRPora? Team Rocket. Team Rocket. Because <laughs> um, if I, we don't, it's Team Rocket. <laughs> I think uh, you, you are working for the broker. Uh, okay. So yeah, this is right. this is actually real character study of the broker that we can all sort of participate in. What trash name did the broker come up with for his spooky bird team? Mm. A bad boys. <laughs> Bad, uh, bad, bad Boys bro- 2. Uh, <laughs> bad bro- to the Bird? <laughs> bad to the Bird. Brokers Jokers. Brokers Jokers. Brokers, jokers. brokers Wild. Brokers, brokers Wild <laughs> is Man. extremely good. Okay. And extremely trash. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> brokers Wild. Uh, Jonnet Kessler of Brokers Wild requests your presence. At uh, let's say it was the base of the the steps to the. That's scene. right. Yeah. At sundown on the steps of the wall of Bujanith. What time? What time is it now? Um, uh, that can be up to you. Like how how long is it until sundown? Do I have to hustle to get there, or can I take my time? It's a question of uh, yeah. Like if if there's anything you'd like to accomplish, we can make it longer. But mm-hmm. if you just want to hustle over, we can make it very soon. I think I can get over there. I think I, d- I did what I came to do in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then it, it, it's it's fairly close, but you you can have a leisurely walk. Great. I'd love to have a leisurely <laughs> walk on a festival day. What Check a out treat. the shops. What a treat. Get some fun. So this is happening before. I think you've just had your meeting with the broker. Okay. It just took a, the bird that long to find. Mm, I, I see. Yeah. I see. I see. I see. Don't burp. So let's cut over to all of you. You've just met with the broker. Yeah, John had just killed someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Where are we? You're you're uh, actually. I think like we see Traveler Quan. Like they've just read that note. We zoom out, and then we the camera does like this acrobatic roll over uh, the t- office of the Keeper of the Trader Skull because not far from there is the office of the broker. It swings over in front of that, and we see our three leaving that building, perhaps a little rattled. Jesus, yeah. Um, yeah, I think as we're walking, Jonnet has a little bit of a lead on on everyone. He's trying not to make eye contact with uh he's kind of got his head down and then he just kind of stops and still looking at the ground, not turning around. He's like, "Travis, Gable?" Hmm. I didn't know that I could do that. You and us both, buddy. I don't know what that was. Well, you did a murder. I mean, I don't know how I did a murder. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know if I, I'm not sorry, but. Let's get off the street. Okay. Let's, uh, we duck into like a little basement. If it's open, like someone. What are you doing in my basement? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Do you happen? Do you happen to know any uh, vacant basements? You're broken all my pots and taking the rubies out. <laughs> all There's right, so okay. many gems in here. All right, no, right, okay. put those gems we go down. To the next you open, you the open next this, this chest and you took out my phoenix down. I need my phoenix down. <laughs> All right, we different go, basement. We go to one that's full of meats. All right, we're oh, you ain't my meat basement. <laughs> no, uh, you wait. know, no. Hey, hey, hey! I will give you all of these nice gems in this Phoenix Down that I found <laughs> randomly if you give us ten minutes in this meat basement. Hmm, ten minutes. 
Oh, I think I can wait 10 minutes before I get my meat again. All right. Now take these gems and Phoenix down, plug your ears and, and hum yourself a small song so you can't hear us. All right. All right. Thank you. What's the song? Yes, I need to know, <laughs> need to know the song. The song? <laughs> um, oh, Jeff. Uh, uh, hmm, 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 hmm. No. Okay, that's not it. <laughs> there we go. We did it. We can only do uh, 15 seconds of that song. <laughs> oh, but we can say Jenga 45 <laughs> times. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so... Um, I think Jonnet is like sitting down on the ground and Travis and Gable are just like looking down at him also at a loss of what to say. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't even know if I can say that I felt that coming. I, I, you know, the, the eye it's, I've been feeling more in touch with it lately, but that felt like effortless. When you looked at that man, did you have the intention to kill? No, but I... This He happens. meant nothing to me. This happens. Sometimes people die <laughs> because of... They're simply unable to register what is happening to them. I'm, when I looked at him, he... The look he gave back to me, he... He didn't want, he didn't want to keep going. He knew what he did. I knew what he did. I think, I think the eye just, just made the decision for all of us. And I, part of me, that scares me because I didn't choose it, but it's also kind of what I wanted. You didn't do anything wrong, but I think you can agree. There's things about your magic that you don't know mm. and are dangerous. There's so much that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Gable. I can't help. And nobody, <laughs> nobody seems to, yes, nobody seems to know. Travis can't help. I know, I know, I know. I ask <laughs> you guys regularly. We're Maybe for the time being, we can just tie that bandana a little tighter. It's already so tight. Look at these veins. <laughs> <laughs> He takes it off, and there's like no, no, the, no, 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 no. The eye is still down, but like there's a like a slightly blue and purple like oh, mark oh where the bandana God. is normally. It's not good for <laughs> eyes. I shouldn't be close that long. <laughs> what I think needs to happen, and I don't know what it is that you want out of the Uhuru. We'll never tell you to leave, but. Sounds like you're telling him to leave. It'd be, I'm not telling like him you're to leave. Leading I'm up not to maybe. One of these days, we need to find someone who can teach you. Because you are one in a million, and none of us know what you are. You don't even know. I feel like, I feel like we're all one in a million. Everyone in this room, including Humming Meat Man. <laughs> <laughs> You just no, you, there's coming. no way you should have been able to hear me. No, but I saw. I saw you point at me, didn't I? I saw you say the words meat man. <laughs> Who is this meat woman? Hello. I'm a meat lady. Dad. <laughs> What's happening in the basement? Get out of here, meat daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's meat 
mummy and daddy time. <laughs> Are you going to be much longer? I want to be down here and do perverted things with the meat. Oh, no! It's the meat pervert. <laughs> Every town's got a meat pervert. No, <laughs> oh, it's the meat narrator. <laughs> Here in Meat Town, you see some mighty fat characters. I like the idea that this is like a fast food restaurant, and this is just the McDonald's like yeah, cast of characters. Their grimace, Meat Pervert, you get out of here. Meat Pervert, done it again. I'll be back. I'll be back to screw that meat. No, get out of here, Meat Pervert. <laughs> Um, I think I think you finished this yeah, 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 cartoonish yeah. scene. We can't uh, do any more serious at, stuff. At, at the door to the basement. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Janet like opens up the door. There are two ravens Jeez. sitting there that look very irritated. I get that it's a bird festival, but also come on. <laughs> uh, one hops over to Travis and like sort of angrily uh, pecks at his foot. Well, just just you wait until tonight. <laughs> uh, the raven sits there and, like, pecks at the thing on its leg, trying to get you to untie it. Okay, jeez. It is a scroll for you, and it is letting you know that you have a 30-minute warning before the bird show. What time is it? It's midday right now. Like you have plenty of time before you, you're doing two events today. Theoretically, you are going to do the show. And in the evening, uh, you're going to participate in the falconry competition. Mm -hmm. The falconry competition is one that you feel you have in the bag, though. You know, literally nothing about the show. <laughs> Dref was studying for it before he passed. <laughs> well, um, Thank you, 30. <laughs> um, calls in 30, so... What are you... Oh, we do you need help, or are you... For the bird show? Are you chill, or do you know uh, what you're doing? I'm cool. Because you did send him and Dref to study together yes. before they were attacked. So we just assume that you know what you're supposed yeah, to be doing. What you, what well, sure. I mean, are. again, I don't know how many times we have to go over this, but as someone who is often a bird. But you're not going to be a bird in this one. No, but I think I know sort of what birds do and how they go. Okay. Well. <laughs> how they go. <laughs> <laughs> you know. How the what, bird which go. bird are you using? Oh, Ferdinand. The best one. I mean, okay. No offense to the worst birds, but who who was that insulting? I don't know. None of none of our birds were the worst. None birds. of our birds were none of our decent birds. birds. I meant the worst birds of our birds. Oh, the what? worst birds. This are... didn't Which have one? to be an insult, and you made it an insult. <laughs> we, I said no offense. <laughs> I'm just saying some birds are worse than the best bird. Who's my bird? Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we should we should just head over there. Are you okay? I mean, I honestly no, but. I feel like, when are we ever going to be really okay? The other raven flaps up to Jonnet's shoulder. Oh, Jonnet, like, he for, kind of forgot that it was 
There were two. It rings. like has to flap to yeah. stabilize. <laughs> yeah. When you no. do that, he puts out his his finger. It like walks out to your. I like that it's your finger. The raven is enormous. <laughs> Ravens are very big. <laughs> it like it drops. <laughs> um, but he, John, it refuses to let the raven hit the ground, so he just like flexes up and like holds it back out, like he's like like he meant to do that. What, what a hero moment! Uh, the the raven again like gestures at the message that it has tied to its foot. Uh, he pulls it. And, and, and it's uh, from the office of the reference desk. Your meeting is within the hour. Oh, oh, guys. Oh, man. I, I totally forgot that I, uh, I, I, I sent the, the – we went to the reference desk. And we found out who was, like, you know, looking at me, following me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of said that I was going to meet with them. Oh, a blind date. No, it's not a date, but it's, you know, we're just going to meet each other. See, you know. You can't go alone. I can't. No? Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the last time we left people alone, even when they weren't alone, they died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a dig? Yes. What was I supposed to do? I don't know. I wasn't there. Like, we we can't. We can't unpack that right now. (laughs) Um, Gable? Hmm. Would you come? I don't know. Travis, do you feel like you got this in the bag? How many times do I have to tell you? Yes, we're going to win. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gable, can you come with me to meet up with Traveler Quan? Sure. Um, I'm happy to be far away. I don't want to intrude on your meeting. Okay. I'll keep a an eye out, as okay. it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if anything uh, gets weird, uh, <clears throat> you got my back? Yes. Okay. And I'll see you both at the uh, victory celebration. Okay. Are you sure? Well, I don't know. Are you coming? Uh, no, oh, but how do you, you know? Sure are you, you going? got it? Yes. Name. Give me. Give us one rule from the show. When would you like to roll to see if you remember? <laughs> yes. <the answers? laughs> um. Would would this be? Would this be a knowledge or would this be something else? Like. So right now, I think this is uh, is bluff the skill. <laughs> I must say, are you lying to us? Deception. Deception. Yeah, or this charm. is deception. So what? Oh. <laughs> what I think you're doing here is you're trying to convince them that everything is fine. So you're going to say the first thing that you remember, and we're just trying to see if that's accurate. Okay. And how hard is this? I'm going to put this at a three purple because you might actually remember something important with this. Oh. X's are the bad ones. Oh. X's are the bad ones. <laughs> Oops. We'll, we'll we'll sunbursts are the good ones. <laughs> um, so that is one success and one advantage. Oh, yep. good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so, so I remember a real rule. So you do remember a real rule. And that is just for entering the bird show, teams are awarded 30 points. Okay. That's barely a fact. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, we're going to start with at least 30 points because just for just for entering, just for signing your name, you get 30 points. And and it barely takes any more points than that to win. How many points does it take to win? Well, the most points. <laughs> you know, we're just going to go. Figure it out, Travis. You we'll, figure it out. We'll talk to you later. Jonnet, kind of, it feels like Jonnet is in now this heightened state. So even if they have time to make it over there, Jonnet's doing this on the hop. He's mm-hmm. just kind of like jogging a little bit. Would it be faster if I picked you up and carried you? Could you please? Yes. 
Thank you. Huh, take it back. <laughs> oh, I'll walk. <laughs> <laughs> to be carrying a... F- I mean, Gable's- It's still, like, pretty difficult. I know. <laughs> he's, I mean, Gable is huge. I know. But also, a 15-year-old is, like, pretty long. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, long. <laughs> That's a long boy. <laughs> But my 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 thing is in thirty minutes, but but his is in an hour. But it's fine. I'll <laughs> I'll take. You were saying time. this to absolutely no one. <laughs> Mom, pause. That weird man still down there with the meat. And uh, one sack of meat, and I'll be out of here. <laughs> Has anyone seen my old friend, the meat person? <laughs> I hate spit. I'm a <laughs> I hate spit because he's the best distillation of James. Oh, no. <laughs> Horrible. recently come into, let's say, interesting new powers as of late. I noticed the powers when my dog passed away recently. When this happened, I wept over her corpse at night, and in the morning she was alive. Oh, nice. Quote, unquote, again. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, she was changed. Uh, Clarabelle, who was a friendly and kind to everyone she met in life, is savagely attacking people in her new life. I need some help because I don't know what to do about her currently. And while I still love her, I don't think I can handle the responsibility of having a murderous dog. I think, I mean, there's a pretty clear answer here and you're not going to like it, but you've You've got to kill your dog. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes dead is better. That's sort of the thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's already seems like maybe uh, we don't really know exactly how uh, your dog came back, which you might want to uh, investigate. It seems like maybe I don't know magical tears. Yeah, maybe cry on something else and see. Cry and see on something. Co- kill something else. Cry on it. See what happens. Kill, oh, kill your dog. Cry on the dog. See if the dog comes back and kill the dog again, just to be sure. Well, Ooh, the smart, three smart. of them mm-hmm. triple zombie. This the captain. Uh, Sets down a tea set in front of them and starts pouring tea. We're busy. <laughs> what are you doing? When did you learn to make that? The captain walks back into the corner. These are all of our individual favorite kinds of tea. The dexterity alone. But you can't assume that when something comes back, it'll be in a way that you like. That's what you get for playing with, you know, nature. He didn't even bring cream. Why bring Why bring tea if you're not going to bring cream? Sometimes Travis, the things you bring back don't bring cream. And Travis, look in the cup. There's already cream in it. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. He's becoming very smart and very polite. Why is the captain serving you tea? Why are you here? <laughs> I read the letters. <laughs> Well, we're the captains, whatever you said. The, I don't think the, you read the, the letters. I think you re- you force us to hear the letters. <laughs> you do them at us. I mean, there's an element of truth to that, for sure. 
Uh, but I, I don't know that I agree. I mean, if any of the many animals that I've tried to keep as pets on the ship came back to life, I would be overjoyed. And I wouldn't care if they were attacking random passersby. I can tell you, no random passerby has been as kind to spit as one of his many animals. Who right, spit? All right. All right. <laughs> Look, uh, okay, uh, I just think that, you know, uh, it might be a little bit much. You, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, okay? Over time, having that dog back, that could be a bigger problem than you're willing to take up, all right? And a dog is already a big responsibility. A dead dog is a huge responsibility, all right? So I would say that you find the best, uh, most uh, practiced person that you can find to kill that dog and just be done with it. All right, move on with your life. I mean, most towns will have a dog killer that, you know, is dedicated to just killing dogs. A DK. That's yeah. a whole job. Beloved pillars of our community. <laughs> Backbones. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's 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 what I I think. The captain comes over to Jonnet and straightens up his shirt, tucking a tag back in that had popped out of the back. Uh, thank you. Can't you see we're busy? <laughs> what are you doing? He's... Why do clothes even have tags? <laughs> Where did we buy them from? We should have made these. We make our clothes. I was waiting for a bit. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I was waiting for something funny to happen. Mm-hmm. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like Backstory. Backstory is a cozy, thoughtful interview show featuring the most fascinating folks in role-playing. Join host Alex Roberts as she gets to know game designers, LARP rights, scholars, community organizers, and more. From emerging artists to seasoned veterans, guests open up about their creative process, what keeps them engaged, and their visions for the future of role-playing. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind.
kind And once for our friends ne'er to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky